I've spent most of the day hiding from the sunshine. But I'm outside now, so you mustn't give away my position. Welcome to Creative Loving Spirit. A new episode, a new day. On this episode, I'm talking to Annie Burrows, who is an artist. Um, Annie creates work using drawing, which is quite a simplistic explanation, um, as you'll find from our conversation. For Annie, sometimes drawing is an end in itself, but often a starting point for her thinking and exploration around a certain subject, and is often the beginnings of spinning a piece out into other forms, textiles or printmaking or collage. And this really opened up our conversation into talking about real sort of internal or instinctive experience of the creative process when the process is so wide open and the page so blank how do you begin without an end goal in mind and that's i think one of the biggest if not the biggest challenges or challenging aspects to creating something is being able to sit in the unknowing or the uncertainty of what it is you're trying to create. Maybe you don't have an idea of what it's going to finally look like. And meet that with courage and openness and curiosity and not look to limit what it can be for the need to want to define it. And Annie's process really embodies that in a way for me. She talks about how she'll follow her curiosity beyond that initial impetus and inspiration, taking in new forms and ending up somewhere unexpected. She's driven, I think, by the urge to want to figure things out that she hasn't done before for the process of making the work to be a journey and a chance to learn something new. So we sat down and had a conversation in Annie's studio Uh, in a farm building in the Sussex countryside which sounds like it'd be very quiet and for the most part it was well I need to give a heads up to say that uh, some parts of this recording are a little noisy not least towards the end of our conversation where you might hear sounds coming from the workshop beneath Annie's studio Um, there's a chap there who creates sculpture metalwork sculptural forms and I think was using an angle grinder a little bit so hopefully that's not too distracting for you so I'll shut up now so you can listen to this conversation between me and Annie and we pick up talking a little bit about Annie's childhood and her influences there and go seemed very ordinary so she used to make clothes 
She was a she is a wonderful needlewoman, and um, and she also does things with flowers and makes beautiful arrangements and um, oh, they're like pieces of art really. Um, so I did grow up thinking, well, if I want something, I can make it. I suppose. Oh, that's a pretty good um, uh, belief to have, isn't it? That's very mm. enabling, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I think perhaps it grew out of necessity, um, and I got a bit fed up with it at one point and thought, oh, I just want to buy my clothes. <laughs> I don't want to make them. I'm <laughs> fed up do with this that. Maria von Trapp business. <laughs> yeah. Every single time. Yeah, but actually thinking about it, it's probably a really good. Um, belief to have or even you know grounding if you like I suppose um, so that that's the first thing that you do you know you, you try and make something you know um, and if it doesn't work you'll try something else but you know you won't go out looking for a perfect thing you'll you'll fix for the perfect thing and, and create it yourself yeah I, yeah I guess so so is yeah. that what you did and you did that with like clothes or other things or when yeah. what, what did you make I did I used to make clothes because I didn't have much money and so I used to I used to make them hmm. um, yeah yeah but I suppose it changed into I mean you know over the years it turned into different things so I would make all sorts of things you know around the house and you know, if I couldn't buy it, I think I can't afford it, so I'm going to make something that I like, you know. What, what, what kind of, what kind of um, materials were you making things with? Was it, was it, you know, clothes like fabrics and textiles, or was it, were you bashing together a garden shed? <laughs> or? Um, no, nothing that required really noisy tools, although I have used them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit sort of um, backward when it comes to using noisy, dangerous-seeming tools. I prefer to use my hands. Um, right. But I remember one time I got really interested in um, paper, papier-mâché and started um, making... Um, this this vile mixture of which is which created a sort of pulp, and I used to liquidize paper and <laughs> mix it up with glue, and then create different things. And I made clocks and um, you know picture frames and all sorts of bowls and all sorts of things out of waste paper. So um, so, so I used to boil it up in my kitchen. And <laughs> you were like, so was it like this? papery gruel or yes, something yes it you, really you looked sculpted like that with it or and yeah it, it would set yeah i i um i made weird and wonderful things um <laughs> out of it but i think i have this curiosity about using different sort of materials and i have a phase so i go into sort of doing that a lot and then you know sort of maybe finding something else or you know finding which is the best thing to do what i want Hmm. So you go off on a hot like you have a you have a phase. I'm going through my papier mâché mm. phase. Or well, I my, think yeah. I or think my, I... <laughs> uh, my, my printing. Phase <laughs> it sounds something. really twee though. It's having a phase, um, but <laughs> I I sort of think I I like to try and explore that area. So I will find out whatever I can about making that 
whatever it is. So, and I think, oh, I wonder if I can just push it a little bit and, and you know, make it slightly different or make something slightly m more adventurous, perhaps, than I think is possible. You know, yeah. like make it six foot tall instead of, <laughs> I want to make furniture with um, papier-mâché. But I never quite... <laughs> I did have that aspiration, but I never made the giant throne that I wanted to yeah, make. <laughs> right. that, that was something you had in your mind. Like, I did, yeah. I thought, yeah, particular. giant. I could just sort of, you know, get, um, get a wooden frame and, um, you know, use some other thing, make it strong and then cover it in this pulp and it would be brilliant. No, you but have I a never. Throne. Yeah, <laughs> you could still do it. I could, I could, but you've yeah. got the now. You maybe just needed the studio space to do it. Ah, uh, yeah, and, I could make a couple of thrones. Here, <laughs> I? It would, they would fit quite nicely, I think. I think they would. Yeah, I will think about L that. Lovely. Paul. For whenever, you have, whenever you have guests, it'd be an, a lovely thing to uh, to come and sit on. Yeah. Um, but when you when you go through a phase. That's just, you're just following your curiosity. Is that it? That's just how it starts. Like, I feel like I'm interested in this and you do a little bit and you get into it. Or, yes. or do you start with like, are you inspired by some other um, work or example of working in that sort of area and you kind of go, oh, yeah, I'm kind of, you know, how do yes, you find um, it? And, and how, and it could be. Yeah. It could be either of those things. I mean, I do... It's a constant inspiration to me to see art that other people make. So other artists, um, you know, get, I mean, I love I love seeing other people's work, and it will inspire me very often. And I'll think, well, you know, I really, I you know, I've had this idea, and I like the way they did that, and I'd love to work out how they did it, or it might never have occurred to me to use that medium to say what they're saying. Mm. Um, and, you know, you may not copy, you, know, you wouldn't copy what they're doing, but you might take a bit of what you see and, and find that it comes in useful at another time, you know, and think, well, I could use that process mm. um, because that would, you know that would say what I want to say, or it's a it's a really new way of saying something, or an easy way, or a direct way. Um, you know, whatever it is. So it's really important to me to to keep on going to see people's work. Um, but then on the other hand, I could go just be walking around and think, wow, this is amazing, or you know, I've I've got to say something about this so I've got to make some work and you know I've got to find a way to do it so then I'll I'll look at you know finding the appropriate materials or process so it's, and, and how does that so you for example you talked um, we were looking at um, a piece you did about that the canal journey in Manchester um, yes. from the Hacienda to the to to the gay village to the gay village yeah. and so that was was that an example of that uh, you were in, in a situation you were and responding and you feel like I, I need to respond to this in some way and make something yes I think it was um, I mean I was there and I used to like walking by the canal mm. um, I'd walked by the river 
and the other canal which was sort of right out of the city and then I found um, the canal that runs straight through the city centre and it it was really interesting you know you'd see the canal boats you'd see people having their lunch there you'd see graffiti um, homeless people you know just making a place to sleep um, it's such a sort of collection of different textures and things and atmospheres you know all together so I thought well a journey from one place to another might be a really good place to start mm. so I did lots of research and made the journey lots of times and it really went on from there and mm. then I decided to paint it um, and I think I decided to paint it because I really liked the reflections in the water and it seemed the best way to be able to use this you know to be able to use a liquid to you know yeah. sort of somehow find a way to say you know what I wanted to say um, and you know looked at the water first so I'm I'm part of the way through that project yeah. I've completed one and um, there are at least two more coming so that's uh, why I found it interesting about that and then some of the way that you talk about how you work is I understood by and large your great work through drawing or at least that, that's your kind of starting point or yes. your kind of um, yeah. form you work in a lot but you I really do get the sense that you search for the form that's going to be able to represent the thing that you want to um, explore or talk about so the, the example of that being you know the the ripples or the water so something like paint would be a, the medium for that um, has that always been the case or have viewers had it sounds like a very open um, boundary to how you might work it's it's not like I have to be able to do everything with a pencil um, yeah I think it is quite open and I think I started off um, I mean, I always start off with drawing. I think that's the way I I think about things, and so I can I can work things out. And sometimes it stays as a drawing, but sometimes it just moves. And um, I like. I mean, you know, um, I think I shared the other day the film with you that I made, the mm -hmm. animation, and that was that came from drawing. And I wanted to make the drawing move. And so, you know, I wanted to just push drawing just a little bit. And, I, I, and that was another learning process. You know, I wanted to sort of find out how I could do that. You know, um, I could animation. film myself drawing, but that didn't seem to want, you know, be the thing that I wanted to do. So I wanted to actually make the line change into something else. Um, I think that was, you know, what made me choose that form. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it hasn't always been like that, but I feel more free to do that now. Mm. And I don't know why. I mean, I think drawing is quite um, an open process anyway, because you can call printmaking drawing, I think. You can draw with paint, you can do a lot of things that could be called drawing you know mm. you could be you can draw in three dimensions if you 
you know, if you want to. You can. I, th- I think that drawing on film, you know, film can be drawing. So animation is definitely mm. um, very closely related to drawing. But I sort of feel that, you know, you can use lots of different materials, and it's still drawing to me very often. At the heart of it. Yeah. Yes. fairly open response to what you might work in towards what you might do it's very exciting and I I would say that it's probably not true for a lot of people I think I think there's certainly a a way of um, seeing things wherein there's a limiting belief around well I've never done that before I've never used paint before I've never done printmaking before um, so I couldn't possibly expect to create something in that form Um, but what I hear in what you describe is actually it's figuring it out as part of the process and it almost sounds like part of what energizes you about it you seem to I think yeah I think you're right actually I never really thought about it that way but um, I do I mean (laughs) yeah I do like a challenge Um, but I don't think it's just that I think I do find it quite exciting to discover. It's like when you, you know, when you're when you're making something, you're, and something happens, and I'm sure this happens across lots of art forms, but you do something, and something unexpected happens, and how you cope with that d- determines, you know, what it's what's going to happen at the end of it you know you're the result so you can either go with it and sort of say well oh yeah well I wonder what would happen if I did this too (laughs) you know and and see what would see what results from it because it can be really exciting but it's unpredictable and it is a bit scary sometimes it's scary um not knowing um what's going to happen yeah yes so is that, that's like a is that a control thing like you can't start with i'm going to do this and execute it um it sounds like there's a space in yeah, your working think, process for experimentation yes, and unpredictability yes, yes i think so and sometimes i take that idea and play with it there was one of my drawings i think it's one that you've seen before um, called Skin Deep and that's actually my, one of my favourite things that you've done I, I really 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 love that drawing yeah well yeah. I started that drawing um, with the with the thought that I would draw something and then the drawing would evolve because each piece would the next line would be a sort of like a response to or the next part of it would be a response to what I'd already drawn. Okay. So the starting point was was the body, which I was, you know, I thought I'll start with myself very often. If I can't think of anything, right, I'll start with the body, you know, so yeah. that that will. Um, and, um, and then it sort of, you know, went on from there. And then I responded to the drawing. And it took me a long time because it was a really strange way to work. And I didn't quite know how it was going to end. Is your starting point in, in that case, I'm just going to begin, or is it with the intention of I'm going to create a piece? 
do you know what I mean? Is, is it is it pitching, and then just, are, you, are you sort of goal focused, or are you just um, beginning no, focused? No, I I wanted. I just thought I'm just going to begin, begin, mm. and I'm going to travel. I'm going to make a little. I mean, a lot of my work seems to be about journeys, so I was going to be right. Um, I'm going. I'm starting a journey across this paper, and I'm going to make the drawing that I do respond to the drawing that I've just done. So I had to start somewhere. You have to have some sort of starting point. To respond to. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> then I sort of like continued. So I didn't know what it was going to be. I didn't have any preconceived ideas as to what it was going to end up being. So when you say you responded to it, so is that a matter of working on it for a little while? and then going away, coming back to it and then and picking up the thread or responding to it or is that response happening sort of in the moment? Do you, do you know what I mean? In, in the moment probably. I mean I worked on it for um, a few months I seem to remember or a couple of months at least um, and so whenever I was in the studio I, I would just sort of pick up from where I left and carry on mm. um, but Yes, I think it was it was really well I didn't have any um idea about what I was going to use. I started off with a white pencil mm. and I used lots and lots of different white um uh pastels and pencils of different kinds because they produced a different kind of white, um a different line, but I hadn't intended that from the beginning. It could have turned into it could have burst into color at some point. You know, I didn't mm. really know, but I just wanted to see what happened. So I just used whatever felt right at the time. Mm. I love that. And the um, the overall effect of it, as I said, it's something, it's a piece of yours I really, really like. And it demonstrates, I think, something I see in your work, which is a lot of depth and layering and texture. And I, I, I find it... Um, that and as well as a lot of the things you do really I, f I find it really draws my eye and like I feel like it's it's kind of got infinite depth to it or something I don't know I think that's sort of the uh, maybe the effect of these just subtle changes and stuff it's just very detailed when do you know when you're finished with a piece so that piece for example skin deep how did you know okay this is feels complete now I don't know. It, it's just a feeling, I think. So I, I can't tell you what it is at when you know that you've finished, but it just, you sort of just do. You know, you, you think, right, well, otherwise you would be wanting to work on the bit that's not finished and it would feel unfinished. Mm. Um, but it, it's when I think you feel that you can't, work anymore on it um, and you have this feeling that it's finished mm. yeah it's that, that is a difficult one yeah <laughs> it's, it's tricky isn't it well, it's, mm. I mean it, I, I suppose it's um, it's the flip side of the you know where do you get what's the urge to begin where does that come from mm. it maybe it just happens and then the yeah. urge to finish is is this it's the same thing. It's a, a journey to use your, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, no, your, your term that has, has now come come to its mm. end. You mentioned that maybe some, something starts as a drawing, um, and then evolve into other forms, or you know scale up in some kind of way. 
it's a similar kind of question really how do you know it's not enough that it's just a, a, a drawing that now needs to be something else a bigger piece of work is that just is that the same kind of feeling Ye- yes because you could if you do if you made the drawing and felt that there was nothing else you wanted to say about it then it could remain a drawing um but it's just if you feel that you could say more if you use a different material um it would it would say it in a different way perhaps you know what you wanted to say mm-hmm. um i think i think that's basically it so it's it's very difficult to explain um but if it feels appropriate to use a different material then then i will or a different process is there an example of of a something you've worked on that's that shows that that started as, as something like a drawing and you felt that actually no, there's, this, there's more to be said here and more to be mined. Yes, I did some work for um, the townscape, well, the townscape art trail um, that was a, um, a group project um, with Example, who are based in um, East Grinstead. Mm. Um, we, uh, we were, I was commissioned to um, do um, some work on something that was had something to do with East Grinstead, and I chose these um, the um, the rocks um, at the top of the town, and I did lots of drawings, and um, I started. Well, I was very interested in the texture of the rocks and the reasons and the history as well because people would meet there um, they'd do all sorts of things there'd be people rock climbing people kids and teenagers would sort of like go go over there and um, carve names into the rocks and things like that um, so I started doing frottage because the texture seemed you know just too interesting to leave alone so I would lift the texture um, onto paper with with graphite and and then i i created some collages of of that and i've digressed from the original question which was <laughs> about how it goes from a drawing but i mean i did drawings initially and and then i decided to you know to to sort of transform it into this frottage which I think is quite like drawing but it's not yeah it's not so controlled you know and you're sort of like lifting texture um I think I did a um I may have done a painting as well but I also um I was so interested in the texture of it that although I'd done drawings um and originally as I usually do um I I decided to go into a bit of printmaking, but without ink, and um, and do embossing. Oh, right, okay. so so you it's blind embossing. So yeah. so it then it creates. So I had to create the texture. I remember. Yeah. And then and then it sort of just forces the paper into this shape. So the surface is is the work, if you like. You know, it sort of um, becomes more sculptural. Yes. But it's still it still is a drawing. I, I think, but it, you know that that did change from from the drawing into that. Hmm. I wonder if um, 
drawing or, or you know as a beginning point is is that a, a beginning of paying attention to something and once you start to pay attention to something then other things reveal themselves and then other avenues suggest themselves from that I don't yeah. know yes I think you when you're drawing I think you begin to see things very clearly um, and think about it so it, it's you know you can it feels like a thinking process to me when you're actually drawing mm. um, and so it sort of you know rolls on from there if you like In a, in a creative sense, in your creative self, how do, how do you describe yourself and what you do? I describe myself as an artist, and I would say that I draw. <laughs> <laughs> and then everything else leads from it. So at the moment, I'm, I'm really concentrating on printmaking for an exhibition um, that's coming up in July. And um, so I'm, I'm doing a project uh, and making lots of collagraphs, which is another sort of new thing for me, really, because I didn't really, didn't really know about the process before I started doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to find out the hard way. Um, but um, it's something that interested me. Was there a time when you weren't an artist or didn't consider yourself an artist and do you remember when you first said I'm an artist and and what what was happening then or what how were you thinking about yourself and what you do I do actually I, it, it's funny because when I I mean I, I studied at art college fairly late in life and during my um, studies I can remember talking with my fellow students and we we made an effort to think of ourselves and call ourselves artists and it's it's come from there I think and I think it's quite important um, and now it feels very ordinary you know it's just what I do mm. so um, you know I may do other things as well but you know that is how I perceive myself as an artist yeah and you, you've lived with that that name, that label, whatever, for a while now, and it feels, yes. it feels yes. true. But they're, they're, you, the way you described it, they, you said there was a group conversation where <laughs> yeah. you all realised that this was an important <laughs> thing to pay attention we did. to. And, well, we did. And it, and it required some effort. I mean, what were... Well, I think you feel a bit self-conscious and you think, mm. oh, well, I'm not an artist yet. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just... No, I'm just ordinary. I'm just a person. I'm just trying. <laughs> but... Um, you think, well, why am I here and what drives me and what makes me an artist? Mm. You know, and, and you start thinking of yourself as an artist because that is what, yeah. you know, that is what I am. And so. what, were you, what were your answers to those questions, you know, why you were there and what, what was driving you at that point that kind of... Well, I mean, I, I, the, why I was there, um, I knew that it was something that I'd wanted to do for years and... Um, even though I used to find lots of different avenues for my creativity, um, I knew that I wanted to learn more about um, um, making things and, you know, art in general. And um, 
it was a really good way to sort of focus, um, you know, focus my sort of energies, creative energies. Mm. Um, I mean, that, I, th I think that was the reason. Uh, I don't think that I would have stuck it out. It took five years to get my <laughs> degree. <laughs> and I think you have to have dedication. And I found out I did have it. So um. Taking up the mantle of artist, was that towards the end of your degree? Or was it, you were in, in the process of, of getting that? You're kind of realising, well, hang on. I've been doing this for a few years now. It must be the thing that I want to do. Yeah, I think it was probably around in the middle you know, um, but I mean, you you know, you obviously have other artists and who who you whose work you think is amazing, and you by calling yourself an artist at the beginning, you know, when you haven't got very much self confidence, um, mm. you know, it feels like you're a bit of an imposter. But mm. you have to get rid of that, you see. <laughs> That's very interesting. Someone, um, a friend of mine, Kara, hey Kara, who's also an artist. Um, was listening to um, uh, another conversation in this series and she was asking about imposter syndrome mm. and we were talking a little bit about that so it's very interesting that came up for you and mm. was that something that was in your head a little bit um, you know that idea of you know I shouldn't be here or I'm going to be found out you know the normal imposter things or other people are doing it properly and I'm just making it up I think so and I think that has to do with confidence actually mm. But I think if you if you immerse yourself in what you what you do, then it sort of goes away and your confidence grows. You know, I don't really worry about what other people think. Um, I organise um, exhibitions if I can. You know, ways to show my work, and I work with other artists. You know, if I can, I belong to example which is the local group and another um group and um, we're called jam shack <laughs> <laughs> jam shack and we are um probably gonna have an ex exhibition next year i think but um yes <laughs> that's a strange name we may change it <laughs> yeah where did jam shack coming come from it just came from very simple actually it just came from our names so okay. just just because there's a collection of us and we just took the names and threw them into a hat and then created this word. But I quite like it, actually. Yeah, so it's an acronym Jamshack. for all of your names. Yes. Jamshack. Yes. Great. Well, yeah, so quite I quite like it because it sounds like, you know, there are a lot of people sort of, you know, making work that's quite different, but it's we're doing it together. Yeah. Every so often. Jam shack. Bit, yeah. It's got, it's got a musical thing. It's like we're all yes. going to take our instruments down to the shack. And yeah. We're going to have a, and we're we're gonna, jam. And we're going to make, make some Make some lovely make some music. Art. <laughs> 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 um, very quickly going back to the, um, uh, yeah, the imposter thing. So you, 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 you say it's, uh, for you, it's a confidence thing. And growing your confidence is a matter of immersing yourself in what you're doing. Is it just about continuing to create don't you know not stopping to question and you also described um like you don't you don't really care about what other people think which is a great place to get to because that's quite difficult for some people some people yeah. are very concerned with how their work might might be received has that always been the case well actually i don't know how true that is i try not to <laughs> okay. care about what other people think maybe that's closer to the truth mm. um but I know that there are probably, you know, a lot of people who don't like 
it and there are a lot of people who do like it mm. but that doesn't come into actually making the work now so I think that's what I meant ah. so I don't consider before I make something I don't consider oh are people going to like this or will it fit into um, I don't know preconceived idea of, of something I just try and think about what I want to say and the best way to do it mm. and then to do it and then afterwards it might turn out to be you know a load of rubbish but it might not so you know I think you just have to go with it and try and just be true to how you feel about it yeah you let yourself be influenced by other people's you know ideas or expectations and that's it's not very helpful at all towards no, what you're trying to create, no. is it? it? just kind of... No, I think you can get yourself down. into, you know, sort of difficult situations then because you're not really sure about what whether you should be, should be doing that. But if you try and fit it into a little hole, mm. you know, and think I should be making work like this, I should be painting, um, you know, portraits of dogs or something because everybody will like them. Mm. Um, but, you know, you, you're, if your heart's not in that... Then, then maybe you shouldn't be doing that, and you should be painting something else, or yeah. drawing something else, or doing something completely different. You know, <laughs> and it shows, doesn't it? It shows when someone's heart's not in it, and it shows mm, when the heart is so. in it. Really, there's yeah. something um, intangible about the effect of that stuff. Are you able then, once the process of making something is complete, but when you're sharing it? Are you able to step back and kind of say, here it is, take it as, as you will? Uh, or do you find yourself caught up in um, how other people might be receiving your work? You, you... I think there is an element of caring about what people think of it. I try to be quite interested in what they can see and, mm. and try and look for the positive. I mean... I think I'm not afraid to to show my work, and I, I it's very useful to get my friends, my my family's opinions on things, mm. um, and that that's really helpful. It's it's always good to have somebody to sort of say, no, I like that, or I don't like that, and you may disagree or agree with them, but it's nice to be able to talk to somebody about your work. Mm. Is there much sort of deeper conversation beyond that, and and in any case, what, do, what does that give you? Is it, is it just kind of... Well, you're I, not going to, you're not I going don't to know. Do anything I, I, with the work, are you? No. I don't know. Sometimes it is a deeper thing. It depends who I'm talking to right. about, about it. Um, my, I mean, my daughter Sophie will question me um, about what I'm trying to say. And, you know, she puts me through quite a rigorous... Um, process of sort of saying, well, you know, are you trying to say this? And maybe you should think about that, Mum. And um, <laughs> so <laughs> she's quite useful. <laughs> useful. <laughs> <laughs> it, it depends. Some people won't say anything about it. If it's very often, I find that if people don't like it, they they don't really want to say much about it at all. Mm. Um, and they're possibly not the audience anyway, so... Well, yeah, that's it, see, yeah. yeah. I have a, have a theory that, um, 
inkling of a theory that perhaps the use in getting feedback on a piece of work, even before you get to the detail of what people really think about it, is in doing so you're you're putting it out there and you're separating it from yourself as the person who made it. It's now the artefact, do you know what I mean? And there's a, a degree of separation you can have for it's no longer about me trying to figure it out, it's just the thing now. We can all gather around the thing and look at the thing and talk about the thing. It is getting you know feedback or, or getting that encouragement from people part of the process of you letting out into the world? It could be, actually, right. yes, because it is. it can be quite difficult that process of putting something new that is so personal um, because you have made it and if you were to get somebody you know negative feedback then it may be quite hard to take that until it's sort of like you know actually separated from you and you can Mm. you can put it there and it is now the artifact as you you um, explained so well but um Yes, perhaps it is. Perhaps it's it's the nearest and dearest can give you, um, um, you know, some some feedback which will ease it out into the world. Yes, <laughs> coax it out. It's like yeah, you know, yes. that's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think people who make things sometimes get caught up in the idea that the work is them and they are the work. Therefore, if someone comments upon or judges the work, that's a judgment upon them. I think that really gets in the way of the kind of healthy relationship to your work and to how it's seen and getting feedback and stuff like that because it's it's not true, it's just something you made and um, yeah, I think you have to be able to let go of that. I like the idea of gifting something to the world where yes. <laughs> it's just an offer, you yeah. know, and people will take it as, as they will and, and uh, you have no expectation about yeah. that. Um, just you know let it fly I also find as well that when you're making something so if you're in the middle of I mean things tend to take me quite a long time so I'll be in the process of making this project whatever it is and um, it's much more closely tied to me then than it is when I finished and Mm. when I finished it's almost like I'm not so interested in it anymore (laughs) you know and I'm thinking maybe about the next Thing that I'm doing or something that that has led me on to yes um, rather than right in the middle of it it's very personal and very you know very very close to me yeah I wonder if that's linked uh, at all to the, the way you describe the process of the way you make things is very exploratory and asks you to be sometimes on a bit of a learning edge you're trying to figure out a new way of doing things and, and pushing that as far as you can so it's, the process itself actually creating that is well it sounds sounds obvious but that is the thing that sounds like that's the thing for you that's where you're most sort of alive it's not having a, a, an artifact a, a painting made that's kind of yeah done with that now mm, that's yeah that. i mean obviously if you're making work for an exhibition then mm. it's a relief to have the the made thing. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that, that helps. Yes, and I am still making for this exhibition in July, which is causing me slight panic. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's, is is the panic um, not enough time? Is it? Yeah, is it? This it's getting m- a bit close now, right. and yeah, I I, I think right. um, I should really. It's always good to 
um, not be working towards this unknown thing, um, you know, right before you're due to ex- to put yeah. it on the wall. Um, but um, yeah, I'll get there. I think it's good for me <laughs> to have it's, a deadline. It's good to have a deadline because otherwise it's it's very open ended, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you're yeah. A, you, you can sit on it for ages, probably, yeah. and um, yeah, just keep working, and you know, you're quite happy doing that but um it, yeah, and it could go on for ages and it's ages. quite a um it's a bit of a tension to sit in i think the the absolute driver of having a deadline but also being saying for the next two weeks or whatever i'm gonna have to sit in a lot of uncertainty and unknown as i figure this out you to do what you do so you mentioned for example there's people around you who maybe give you encouragement and feedback on work it sounds like you've got a a group of artistic peers Mm -hmm. um you're part of a couple of different collectives yeah what else supports you like if you're having a really crap day with or something's not working you know where do you go to is it people inspirations you know what lifts you do you mean if i'm if I think my work is pants. And <laughs> if, if that's what, yeah, if that's what's going on. <laughs> I've had a bad day. I've yeah. had a bad day and nothing seems to work out, yeah. which does happen sometimes. <laughs> yeah, no, what do I do? I don't know, it varies. I'll, I will talk to people about it. I might be quite frustrated that something doesn't work or that I haven't, or, you know, if I do think it's all, you know, turned out to be a load of rubbish, I'm... I don't know, there's something that I suppose makes me realise at some point that, no, I've got to get back there and just try and do it a different way. I mean, I suppose I I sometimes do abandon things. If things really don't seem to be working, then I might abandon it. I might think, no, there's got to be a better way to do, to do it. You know, I won't blindly keep on and on, you know, mm-hmm. if nothing seems to work. Do you ever return to something you've abandoned? Yes, yes, yeah. I do, actually. Um, I, I'm not terribly good at throwing things away. I think if they, if they have something that I think, well, you know, it's quite interesting, it didn't work, but I'll, I'm going to keep it. And, you know, I will sometimes go through the old stuff to see if there's anything that I can use. Yeah. I'll remember something that I've done, and it might be a good starting point to pull that out and think well where did it go wrong it was such a long time ago the raw edges of you know (laughs) have disappeared now I'm okay (laughs) so I can look at it again and um, see if I can do something with it and then it might take me on a different you know a different path yeah the idea that nothing's ever wasted everything you do is worth something Mm. and sometimes I think maybe you're not ready for the idea you know mm. you've had the idea but you're not you haven't got what it takes to you know realize it mm. you need some other experience or insight to help you yeah you know, or just a space of time mm. you know that that time away from it and then you go back to it with fresh eyes 
and you think, well, actually, it wasn't what I thought at all. You know, yeah. I can see through that, and yeah, you can see something interesting in there, maybe. Yeah, getting lost in uh, mm. kind of tunnel vision about it. Um, uh, mm. what, what what are the things you're most proud of, and and what have been most challenging? I don't know. Actually, the when I um, applied for, I mean, I apply for opportunities sometimes mm. that are, you know, there might be some sort of commission or a competition. I applied for this um, commission, which was the Townscape Arts Trail, mm. which, um, you know, it was local, and so I had to create... Um, a proposal for a project and then find a place um, to um, exhibit the work so I had to find a venue and then get somebody's agreement and then work out exactly what I would show and um, communicate that to the people who were um, commissioning Mm. it which were example Um, and they had to they were um, it was funded by Arts Council England so there were you know um, provisos you had to keep within you know everything had to be done by a certain time and it was all it was all quite um, I found it quite quite a challenge Um, and it went quite well and I produced a whole body of work um, and the exhibition went really well and I was quite pleased with myself because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did different work and um, I did it within the time and it was it just felt it felt overall like um, a really good project and I thought I think I really want to do more of these because I quite liked you know I found within myself that I could do I was quite good at organizing everything and organizing my time and and getting it all together and I m- met new people and it was quite nice sort of cultivating that relationship um so i i feel able to do that now yeah you kind of put yourself that was a bit of a new Mm. experience for Mm. you if you had unlimited resources so time or money is there any what would you like to create i don't know something really really big i think (laughs) you know when you go to to galleries and see these just these enormous things where you've sort of drawn on you could do this amazing drawing right on two walls or something of a building really really big and to be able to have the get the scaffolding and everything (laughs) that you could and the yeah well the materials really if you could if you could um do something really really big yeah scale Scale, yeah scale is important yeah yeah um Otherwise, I haven't really, I haven't sort of imagined. I, I think I would really like to do something big because it is, it is limiting sometimes. You know, it has to fit in my car, or <laughs> <laughs> otherwise I can't take it anywhere. Yeah. Um, or else I have to be able to roll it up, or, or something like that. And um, it's a massive. Yeah, it would be really nice to be size. able to. Yes, something on the side. Yeah, something like that. Side of battery power station or something. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> How I would do that, I really don't know because that would be the ultimate challenge, I think. Yeah. But um, I'm wouldn't sure that you could. Car. Wouldn't fit in the car. And yeah, how'd you get up there? But 
I'm sure we could work that one out. Funny. If you were giving advice to, to someone who is possibly in the same situation as you were before uh, going to study art, for example, so this urge that it might be something they want to do, what advice would you give them in terms of what to pay attention to and what to ignore? They'd have to really want to do it. I think you do need a lot of, a lot of motivation mm. to sort of get, get through... Um, and and to to realise actually that you're probably not going to make any money. <laughs> um, so motivation, no money. Yeah, I'm I'm doing really well at putting people off. <laughs> well, so maybe that's ignore the fact that you're not going to make any money. Yes, or... ignore the fact that you're not going to make any money. Yeah, you have to really want to do it. Um, yeah. Yes, um, I I don't know. Be really open to everything. I mean, I really enjoyed um, studying um, fine art, um, you know, for my degree, and it, it really opened my eyes. And I was, mm. I think, you know, a lot of people think they know something, but going through that was quite, was quite an experience for me. Is there anything uh, unhelpful that you just, would, you know... Say disregard that. That's yeah. Actually, I have thought of something that yes. uh, in the, you know, the the looking out for, look mm. out for um, opportunities, and if something comes up, I mm. would take it. You know, sort of. So if there was a pop up exhibition or any chance to get your work out there, I would try and do it because it's really good experience um, to actually, you know, get into that thinking of getting your work out there and. Um, the mechanics of getting it up, how you organise it and um, timing and having to look after the exhibitions and, you know, all this sort of marketing and things like that, all these little things that somehow you think are going to do themselves, but actually you realise <laughs> that you have to do a lot of it. Yeah. Um, and so getting involved with it is a really good experience. Yeah, getting out into the world and empowering yourself to be part of that and sort of mm. demystifying it I suppose mm. you know. yeah. yeah yeah and it doesn't make it such a special thing either and by that I mean it makes it more you know it makes it feel like work rather than oh I've got an exhibition yeah, <laughs> you <know>? yeah. <laughs> so you think yeah no this is this is what happens you know I'm guess I'm doing that and I'm putting my I'm taking this opportunity to get my work out there, you know, rather than it being this sort of special, yes. special thing. Yeah, um, I see what you mean. It's part of the process of, yeah, uh, this uh, is, of you as a, a working artist. This is another part of my job, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Is, is there anything that you're uh, inspired by, viewing, watching, experiencing in life? Could be any, anything that you'd recommend to anyone to go to check out. If you're into drawing... The drawing room, um, and they've just moved, so I can't remember where they are. <laughs> but you can find them on the. They're called the drawing the room. Internet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they put on really good um, exhibitions for drawing. Oh, I've seen some fantastic films lately. There's so many films that yeah. I I see that I absolutely love, but of course I can't. I mean, I loved Ladybird. Did you see that? I love. Yes. I Wasn't saw that a brilliant yeah. film? Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was very. I found it very um, 
yeah, it was very touching mm. and um, made me quite nostalgic for teen years, mm. you know, that kind of coming of age thing. Yeah. But it did it in a way that wasn't kind of schmaltzy or uh, yes. uh, over overdone. It was very grounded. Yeah. 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 Very funny. Oh, very funny. Oh, just, just brilliant. Um, so you're taking part in an exhibition in July. What are the dates for that? And yes, what's it's it um, the Where third. It? It's the third of July till the fifteenth of July. Um, it's it's called Example on Tour, and it's on at um, Oxmarket um, Art Centre in Chichester. Excellent. So um, yeah, looking forward to that one. When you're ready. When you've got... Yes, when I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> you've got to go back to work. <laughs> All right then. Well, thank you very much, Annie, for having a chat. Yeah. I think it's been really, really good. Yeah, it's been great to talk to you, Paul. Enjoy sitting in your studio. <laughs> I feel like I have to leave soon and let you get on with your work. <laughs> yeah. All right. I need to get on with my work. <laughs> okay, okay. Bye, Paul. lovely speaking with Annie there in her studio. I had a little bit of creative environment envy walking around Annie's studio. We spent some time before the conversation having a look at some of the work she's produced and some of the things she's working on and it's a real insight I think into someone's process, the environment that they create for themselves and immerse themselves in and I got a real sense of um, free flow and open possibility and I find that really exciting about Annie and her work. I realise that some of the obvious advice or insights that emerge when you talk about creativity often boil down to some fairly simplistic and obvious things such as in thinking how do I begin? Well you just begin and uh, sometimes that can feel very simple but not very easy. But there it is. And I also think that was really great advice from Annie uh, for artists who are starting out about seeking opportunities as early as you can to get your work out there and seen. Not only does it take the edge off it being an event when you share your work, but it also develops that experience in seeing how you present your work in very, very practical ways as being part of your job as someone who's creating things. So I hope you found something interesting and useful in that, perhaps inspiring too. As with all these conversations, there are links to um, work by the people I'm speaking with, so do check out the show notes for where you can see Annie's work, including that exhibition that she mentioned coming up in July. Right then, well until next time, thank you very much for listening. <laughs>